0: If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 through Faith Formation Program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life.
1: But the link teaches now
0: Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Hey, Colleen, I have something to ask you, and I think you're going to say yes, but when you're out and about, <laughs> do you do you just start asking random people for
1: ideas for the podcast? Because I certainly do. <laughs> Not as much as I should, Jill. I'm always thinking about the podcast, and when I'm in conversations with people, after a conversation, I frequently find myself saying, hey... Can I talk about that on the podcast? <laughs> but I don't, I don't lead with it. I kind of follow with it. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, once I'm with a group of people from different schools, I'm like, ooh, I wonder what all their best ideas would be. So although I wasn't with teachers, I was recently with a group of advancement directors and uh, people who run the fundraising at Catholic high schools and some elementary mm-hmm. schools. This idea is from an elementary school. And so I said to the advancement director, who's not a teacher at this particular school, hey, what's the coolest thing going on in your school? I want to talk about it on a podcast. And she had to think for a second. But these are great people to know because they have to be telling the, the best and greatest things happen at, happening in the school because that's their job to fundraise for that's the That's their job. Um, yep. So this idea comes from St. Patrick Catholic School in Dallas, Texas, and their advancement director shared with me that she loves that the school does virtue-based restorative practices. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. We have. So not yes. just virtue of the month and not just... Um, like habits of mind or anything, we're talking about restorative practices because we have virtues and because we're Catholic, we've been doing restorative practice for a long, long time. Now, without getting into the nitty gritty of that, I said, well, what's the coolest things coming out of this? Like restorative circles and Mm -hmm. dedicated time to restore and repair relationships as a classroom community. And she said it was cool because the administrators, the non-teachers go and participate in different classrooms Each week during this time. So she's been able to see a few things. The principal's been able to see a few things and they loved that what happened at the eighth grade level. So, um, we all know eighth grade has a special place in our hearts because it's really tricky to have the oldest kids in the school still get along by the end of eighth grade. Like it's not an easy, it doesn't just naturally happen. It's really hard to maintain some of these relationships, especially if the class is small, especially if they've been together for a decade. Like it's, it's a lot. So, um, she loved seeing that this particular group of eighth grade decided that they needed to write down what does an ideal eighth grader do and how is an ideal eighth grade class work together. And they came up with a whole list of things, and then they all signed it. And she thinks that that was really student-led, and it really shifted the way that the school saw the eighth grade and the eighth graders saw themselves. And I feel like those homegrown little moments are what make an impact, because the eighth graders are sometimes like too big for school, they're too cool for school, and it's hard for them to um, lead positively if they've been uh, not so great as a class together. Yeah.
1: Because eighth graders have a responsibility to all of the grades underneath them that eighth graders don't usually, um, you know, we say it like you're the leaders of the school and things of that nature, but I don't think they really understand how much everybody looks to them when it's their turn. There's a lot of weight on them to model, um, Gosh, model a lot of things. So I love this idea. I was mm-hmm. an eighth grade homeroom teacher and um and a K through eight principal. And I would have loved to do this with my eighth graders. This mm-hmm. is this is a fantastic idea. And you see this and happen. I'm thinking, wait, of, oh,
0: I'm thinking about social studies what? classes. Sometimes you're thinking about like uh-huh. class contracts and like this is how we're all gonna agree to these things and sign it. And you I know you teach that type of skill yeah. when you get to like third, fourth, fifth grade because you're learning about like Bill of Rights Constitution, like you're doing some stuff and then you yeah. think like, oh, we're going to do yep. this the contract thing or here's the school rules mm-hmm. and we're all going to sign it because you're starting to learn those things. But for eighth graders to come together, they don't really need that skill anymore. They like get the concept. But what they need to do is actually make a, a, like a compact like, hey, we're going to do this because yeah. it matters and we we care about each other or the school enough that we have to get through this.
1: So, and they are responsible for what living this out throughout the course of the school year. So of course, the first thing that comes to my mind is, so what does this look like at the end of the school year when they're able to reflect on how well they fulfilled their Mm -hmm. contract and their covenant to each other? And because this is a great backward design moment, like Mm -hmm. where do we want to be at the end of our eighth grade year? And then let's reflect on, did we get there? So your eighth grade retreat at the end of the year, this is a component Mm -hmm. of that.
0: Yeah. And beginning of year, I mean, it depends on how you launched your year, but I mean, we're in mid fall here and it's like, okay, it's time to figure out can, is this eighth grade class going to be a good, good examples? And how can we guide them toward this without doing it for them? Because I think this is what really happened in this, in this restorative circle is that the eighth graders decided that they needed to do this and they really led the charge. So it wasn't like, hi, I'm the teacher and here's my lesson plan today. And we are going to, everyone's going to write down like what an eighth grader should be like. And then we're all going to sign it because they're probably not going to do it. So we have to like, (laughs) this is one of those moments where you you have to, you have to create the environment. I don't want to say trick kids, but you kind of have to create the conditions so that they want to, so they want to do something meaningful. And even if it's you know, sometimes we look at what kids do on their own and we think, oh, that was kind of fluffy or that's kind of cliche or what they're writing like isn't real deep. like we we have those adult kind of tendencies as we look at authentic student moments. But in this case, I think even if it sounds uh, like be nice to each other or whatever, whatever whatever. like if these kids come up with like surface level stuff, if they come up with it though, I imagine they're gonna hold each other accountable to it in moments where if there's a class conflict, someone is going to be like remember you signed this thing back here so even if they even if it's still in the heat of the argument like they are going to hold each other to something that the teacher doesn't have to be like okay stop remember how you all signed this contract like if you can get it so the kids are uh leading this then it's going to be really really impactful by the time you get to the end of the year
1: and if you can do that with a group of 8th graders i think you can do anything with anybody because yes. that's <laughs> yes. I, w- I was just with a, a faculty I was with an elementary school faculty and we were deciding uh, not we they like I, I said to them you need your group norms for your PLCs mm-hmm. you're going to set those and then you're going to hold each other accountable to those I can't set those for you so we do this as adults too and it has to be if they don't create it themselves and agree upon it and say yes we can hold each other accountable to this and I can hold myself accountable to this and it doesn't really mean as much. So starting that with kids, this is, this is okay. So thinking about, of, did you want to say something? You look like you want to say well, something I was, else. It was reminding thinking, me of something, something where, that happened in my senior
0: year. So go ahead, go ahead. I have a story okay. either for today or for the yeah, next so time. If we get, yeah. Is, so that's my question.
1: So what does this look like in younger grades and what does it look like in high mm-hmm. school? Because you can of course do this with your senior class. You could do this with every single class in high school. So go ahead. What's, what's well, your
0: thought? You said end of year retreat, but in my own experience, it's a beginning of year, um, senior retreat for my own, for my own days in Catholic education. And I remember mm-hmm. it's a multi night, like you go out to a camp And you bond as a senior class before your year begins. And it's very Mm -hmm. student-led. I was on the committee all summer before senior year for this, which was rare for me. So I was with a whole different group of people uh, planning this retreat. We get to the retreat and my really silly, stupid, idiotic classmates were really ruining the retreat. Like they were goofing off. They weren't following the directions. They were making things inappropriate. And I was on the planning committee. There was a whole group of us. And I remember we got to a moment at some point in the retreat and I wasn't supposed to speak, but I said to the retreat leader, like, I have to take the mic. Like I just, I just have to do it. So she said, okay. So I took the mic and I remember saying to all my classmates, like, do not ruin this. We worked really hard and we have to be good seniors. Like we have to do this. We have to pull it together. The whole, like, just some authentic, like peer to peer pep talk about how I was disappointed and I worked really hard and I wanted everyone to be better. And it worked. Like, I remember feeling like it worked and I remember feeling like eighth grade year was, or I'm sorry. This is 12th grade. That 12th grade year was really, really good. And I remember this like pivotal moment where everyone was acting like weasels. And then I grabbed the microphone in front of 100 people and I was like, pull it together, classmates. Like we got to do this. And so, but I didn't think about that and hearing about this eighth grade contract, but I bet it's another moment of urgency. If the kids feel the frustration in that moment of urgency and then you let them take the reign, it's probably going to pay off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But so Joel, hey, there's the, bell. there's the bell. And that was a great way to end that conversation. <laughs> I love this idea. <laughs> oh thank you my for sharing. Gosh. there's always
0: more ideas and time to share. Um, so thank you all for listening and thanks to the boost of energy. Um, we love to explore your ideas and affirm your efforts. So keep those suggestions coming in. Tune into our next episode. We're going to talk about more ideas from fellow teachers. We'll see you next time.